I would love to share the cage with Rob Burek. The Jared Cannonier fight is not something that really excites me. He, he tends to bring out the boring in people. The All-Star app, the number one app in the business. UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. The first thing I want to get into is your last fight against Darren Till, man. Till, he came in in really good shape. He looked like he was really prepared. Um, he had his back against the wall, but you choked him out in the third round. You got the bonus. An incredible fight. Was that what you expected out of him? Is Was that what you expected out of yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, it, it's with a guy like Till, it's always... There's, it's going to go one of two ways. You're going to have one of two tills. You're going to have the Darren Till that for Derek Brunson. The Darren Till that showed up out of shape. The Darren Till that looked like he didn't even belong in a professional um, arena. Mm -hmm. Or you can get the Darren Till that, that I faced. The Darren Till that uh, showed up against Robert Whittaker. The Darren Till that can be a world champion. So when we fought, it was it just, it's just, there's just no way. He looked in good shape physically, but there's just no way to see up until the fight happens. And when he came out in the second round after taking a big, big, big beating in that first round, which I wasn't that surprised how the first round went. I knew physically I was a lot stronger, a lot bigger. But when he came out in the second round, I knew he was, it was the, it was the, the world champion material there until they showed up on that night. And, yeah, I, I mean, he, he brought out, he made me work for it. He made me work for that for that win, and um, I wouldn't have chosen any other way. I don't want my win to be watered down because Darren Till wasn't prepared enough. He wasn't looking good. I wanted to work for that win. I wanted to beat the best Darren Till, and I think I got the best Darren Till that night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was an incredible win, and that first round was so insane, man. You put a beating on him, and he was. He was fighting tooth and nail. Um, what was going through your mind, man? Well, you, you landed like 60 unanswered shots. Yeah, I mean, didn't expect it to happen that quick. I, I definitely expected to be much, much stronger than that until overpowering with my weight and, and, and power advantage. And when I grabbed him and I punched him, at first it felt like almost like, is he baiting me? Because, you know, I had him in a good position, had risk control. Had the arm trap, but I was like, he's not. He tried to move, but I was like, he can't be like, you know. I think I thought he would fight a little bit harder to get out of there. Next moment, the ref was saying, and I was hitting with around sixty percent the first ten shots, and the ref was saying, "Listen, this is your first warning. Defend yourself." And I said, "Oh, oh shit! I mean, this is a, the first warning." And I started going for it, and I started feeling I landing hard, hard punches, and he couldn't get out and. I was just like, is this going to be it? I'm going to finish this fight because I have a very good killer instinct. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this guy. And I'm glad I didn't stop the fight. There was a lot of people that said they should have stopped the fight. I could have stopped the fight. Darren Till was in that fight the whole time. There was no way the ref should have stopped that fight. Like every time, even when I caught him, every time the ref gave him the warning to improve his position, he did something to show the ref that he was still there. He blocked the shot. He changed his position. So I'm glad the ref didn't stop that fight because that would have been controversial and I wouldn't, that would, I wouldn't have agreed with, with that stopping, even though I would have gotten the win. But, I mean, what went through my head was like, is this going to be over so quick? All this hype, all this build up. And, I mean, two minutes in, I'm going to finish this fight. But, you know, he, 
he showed his, his champion heart. He showed why, why he's one of the best fighters in the world. But uh, I also showed why I'm better. You know, you said that you saw in his eyes that he didn't want to be in there. And in that third round, when you when you took the neck, it didn't look like it was that deep in. And it almost looked like a neck crank. No, it was 100% the neck crank. And I have to be honest with you, when I grabbed that neck and I start cranking it, you'll wish I rather had a choke on. Uh, a lot of people being surprised that Darren Till tapped to that. They said, listen, he wanted to give up. Darren Till didn't want to be in there in that third round anymore especially after I landed some big shots in the striking exchanges. But that neck crank, let me tell you, anybody in the world would have tapped through that neck crank. Uh, it's easy to say, I wouldn't tap to a crank. Wait up until you're in that position. It's either you're going to tap or I'm going to break your jaw. It's, it's one of those things. And, you know, it was, it was in so deep. I had my hooks in, I had them straightened out. And it was basically just a final nail in the coffin. Yeah, I've been in a few of those uh, neck cranks in the past, and they do not feel good at all. You, yeah, they you do, do not feel get good tough. at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, after that fight, man, um, your uh, your management company, Ruby, they 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 mentioned that they signed you. You signed a new deal with the UFC ahead of this fight coming yeah. up. How does it feel to uh, extend your deal and and get paid that contender money? Oh, absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, the the new deal has been is, is absolutely amazing. It's uh, my contract is, is amazing. I'm, I'm extremely happy. I'm, uh, I'm getting paid my worth. And uh, this is only the beginning. And yeah, absolutely, I'm getting that container money. But I won't be surprised if I even get a new deal after this fight. I'm coming into this fight absolutely in a, in a different space in terms of almost the imposter syndrome is over now. I belong in the UFC and I belong up there with the best in the world. And uh, this fight's going to prove it. Uh, having back-to-back camps like this, absolutely great. This will make up, you know, once you start fighting in the top 10, top five, it doesn't make sense to fight this often because there's not so many opponents. It's all about climbing the ladder, being smart about the fight and uh, getting that title shot and becoming the champion. But when they offered me this fight, I mean, this, it, this was, they offered me this fight 10 days after the total fight. So basically I had two weeks off and it was back into camp and, I didn't have any injuries uh, from the tough fight. I didn't have any damage. And I said, well, let's do it. Because there was a fight that I missed in between the the Brad Tavares, uh, the Trevor Giles and Brad Tavares. There was a year where with COVID and everything and opponents pulling out. I had three opponents pulling out that year. I had the COVID restrictions with the visas. And uh, I basically lost 11 months of my career. And I said, well, this is a perfect opportunity. Let's, let's, let's. Get it, uh, hit the, let's get this while it's hot. And after this fight, uh, I do believe after this performance, I will get the number one contender fight. And I will prove why I deserve that number one contender fight. And it's great to see the UFC uh, believing in me and to see them seeing the star power. See, they see the, the potential that I, that I hold. And every time I step into the cage uh, in the UFC octagon, I feel more at home. I felt the best that I've ever felt against the you know, before the fight, you know, the nerves. <clears throat> the lights, the, the the situation of fighting in the UFC, feeling like I belong in, in, in the top of the of the the cream of the crop of the world when it comes to fighting, fighting the best guys in the world. I I, I, I believe it. I feel it. And right now, it's not almost surreal anymore. It's real, and I, I believe I belong here, and I know I belong here. Yeah, man. They they definitely think highly of you. Back to back pay per view main cards, man. Derek Brunson, the number five guy. Thoughts on him and, and the style that he brings. It's an interesting matchup. It's an interesting matchup. Uh, let me tell you this. I think we're going to have one hell of a first round. Uh, 
you know, with uh, my style, Derek Brunson's style, is uh, it's going to be a clash. It's going to be a, a high-paced. You know, Derek Brunson always fights that way. I always fight that way. It's this. You no, know, like I said, I don't believe I cannot be in a boring fight. It's not possible. I don't have. I don't have the ability to be in a boring fight. <clears throat> Derek Brunson has very few of those. So. I honestly don't see this fight going past two. Derek Brunson, I have all the respect in the world for him. I've, I've actually trained with him uh, since I, I cross-trained with, with Sanford, now Coolcliffe, um, FC, under Henry Hooft in down in Florida. And uh, we've, we've trained together. And listen, he's a he's the number five ranked fighter in the world for a very, very good reason. But I am the next UFC champion for a very good reason. I'm going to prove that. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to sharing the cage with him. such a legend. He's faced some of the best fighters the world's ever seen, especially he's faced some of the best 185ers in the world. And he's been around the block. He's been there. He's a, he's a legend of the game. And uh, I'm looking forward to fighting him and uh, stamping my name in that top five and showing why I do belong there. How much did you train with him? Was it just like drilling partners? Was it sparring? What, what was it? Yeah, we did a little bit of everything. We, we wrestled. We grappled. We we spot a little. It was a long time ago. Look, I was still fighting at uh, 170, and I was still fighting at welterweight. It was probably back in 2018, maybe 2019. So it was quite a while ago. But you know, Dave Brunson's 39 years old. Things haven't gone better for him. Things haven't gone better for me. True, true. And uh, talk about Brunson, man. His last fight against Jared Cannonier. <clears throat> what did you think about how he performed before the finish in the second round? I think he did great. I think he almost won that fight. I just think that's the way he fights. He's going to go out there and try to impose his game plan. And, you know, you can't go out there and do and do that. You know, he, he, he dropped, uh, he caught him with a big punch at the end of the round. He got his takedowns, but like, he missed his opportunities. It's almost like he's chasing that takedown and then what is he, then he doesn't touch sweats with the planning. It's like, I have you down. Now what, now what I'm going to do? So, I mean, he's, ex he's executing the hardest part of the, of the game is to get that takedown, to, to enter, to, you know, get your opponent up against the fence, get him uh, without blocking, uh, getting your hands together, getting under the hips. He gets him down and then that's it. And he tries so hard to get that and he uses so much energy and strength to try and keep you there. It's almost like an outdated style. It's an outdated style. It's a, the old school wrestling style. And I'm going to expose it. I am going to expose it. And uh, in that fight, he got exposed. He got exposed with uh, with that exact style. He he did good. He landed some good strikes. He got in for the takedowns. But great, you got a takedown. Now, what's going to happen from there? People know how to get up these days. People can, everybody can wrestle. I promise you, yeah, he's, he's a great wrestler. But you'll see, I can wrestle. Mm -hmm. We saw it. I mean, I think he landed um, four out of seven takedowns against Darren Till. Darren Till stuffed three. I landed six out of six takedowns against Darren Till. Robert Whitaker is considered a very, very good wrestler. In five rounds, uh, he, Darren, he got one takedown out of five on Darren Till. I got six out of six. That has to show you, I can wrestle. Yes, and Darren Till, yeah, he's been criticized for his takedown defense. But what I'm saying is, Jake Brunson is one of the best wrestlers in the division. Never been taken down in a, in a UFC fight except for that fluke takedown on from... I mean, he, he stuffed four of your Romero's takedowns, took you well down three times. 
Um, and he got stuffed three times against Darren Till. Darren Till couldn't start even close to stop one of my takedowns. Um, what I'm saying is I'm ready for the wrestling. I'm ready for the grappling. If he gets me down, I would love to see him try and hold me down. After that fight, Brunson was talking about retirement. And now he's talking about he wants to fight four times this year. You know, it's it's very undetermined, right? What's in his mind? What does that say about his mindset heading into this fight when he's talking about walking away from the sport? And you are just starting in the UFC, rising up the ranks. That's uncertainty. I see uncertainty. I see a guy who's in a crossroads in his career, in his life. It's time for the next step. And now he's, he's going from one extreme to the other, from I want to retire to I want to fight four times in one year. He's not going to fight four times in one year. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. And uh, he's anybody contemplating retirement that's getting in there with me is going to have a bad night in the office because that retirement plans you had, that, reti- that the moment you decide that I'm retiring, you always have that decision in your back pocket. You always have that back door. And once there's a back door to escape when you face me, once the going gets tough, once we get to that, even if we go to the third round, once we get to that dark place, that's when I start going. That's, that's, that's my comfort zone. It's when we get to that dark place. Once you get to that dark place and you have a back door like the old retirement, you're going to take the first chance you get to get, that, get, get on that exit. First chance he gets, he's going to say, listen, that retirement option wasn't a bad idea. I'm taking it. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a crazy fight, man. And and you mentioned that you don't really see it going past the second round. What are you expecting out of yourself in this matchup? Do you expect to show something new, or do you feel like you're just building off what you did in the last fight? Um, yeah, 100. I want to go out there and prove every time I want to be better than the previous fight, and I will be better. Because, you know, there was mistakes made in the previous fight, like every other fight, and we we worked on that. And it's it's all about just like I said, finding my feet, finding uh, you know the guy that I, the, sh- the performances that I have put up when I when I was comfortable uh, back in EFC KSW. Those performances that that I know I can, I'm probably a six out of ten in in terms of what I have done, what I'm not, what I'm now when I get in there. It's just because uh, finding my feet, and every time I'll be better until the hundred percent stimulus shows up and. One of these days, I'm going to have that performance. And once I have it, once I'm that comfortable, that whole division is in trouble. The whole division is in trouble already. But once I start getting that flow state every time and on demand, it's not going to be a good fighter. People are going to fear fighting. And after this fight, I want to already have that. I'm going to install in their mind the whole division is in trouble. Not a lot of them left. But what I want to do in this fight is, is prove my, my all around is prove that yeah, I did gas in that in that in that second round, but you can't gas and then come back from that. People say yes, uh, cardio issues, all that. Something was wrong in that fight, so um, we're not sure what, and we try to fix it as best we could in that second round. But I still won the fight at the at the third round. Mm-hmm. If I was gassed out, I wouldn't win the third round. Same with the Tavares fight. It was such a high pace. If the pace was that high, and I won the decision, the third round I won. That means I'm outpacing my opponent. So, yes, I do get tired, but so do that. And I'm used to that dark place. And I, I want to prove that once again. I want to be more technical in this fight. And I want to be clinical in this fight. I don't want to, I don't want it to be, I don't want there to be any, any, any doubt at all. You're sitting at number 10. You know, you go in there, beat Brunson. He's sitting at number five. That, you know, makes you a, 
a top five guy and you mentioned a, a number one contender spot in the next bout. Robert Whitaker is a name. Jerry Cannonier is a name. Who intrigues you more? I would love to share the cage with Robert Whitaker. The Jerry Cannonier fight is not something that really excites me. He, he tends to bring out the boring in people uh, with the way he fights, uh, a little bit of negative fighting. Robert Whitaker is, a, is an incredible, he's an incredible athlete. I have the world's respect for him. I think he's a phenomenal athlete, and I would love to fight him. I would love to fight the winner of Whitaker and, and comes out, whoever wins that fight. And uh, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not looking past Brunson in any way. Brunson is a phenomenal athlete. Like I said, he's face to face. He's beaten so many good guys. He has all the experience. He's a He's really somebody that I respect in the division, and I think he's an incredible fighter. He has knockouts over legends. He has, I mean, landed three takedowns against Joel Romero, Olympic gold medalist. This guy is he's an absolute machine. So it's going to be, it's a massive honor for me to step in there and, and beat a guy like Brunson. Do you think Whitaker takes out Hamza? Yes, I do. Wow. I think it's going to be, I think a lot of questions are going to be asked, and I think, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's 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 a very hard fight to call. Like I just said, yes, because uh, I'm a big fan of Whitaker. But uh, there's gonna be a lot of questions answered in that fight. March fourth, UFC 285. You get to prove it. Thank you, Drickus, for so man, so much for your time and uh, all the best in the fight. Only a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. Always. Fun.